Today we're going to continue in this series called As For Me, and, and this morning I want to share with you um, some thoughts about honoring our parents. And uh, I, I find it very interesting that uh, uh, in our world that we live in today, you have to have a driver, you have to get a driver's license to drive a car, you have to get a, dri- you have to get a license to hunt, at least legally, you have to get a, a license to fish, you have to get a license to uh, get married. And you also, and just a few, you have to get a license to even, if you want to breed your dog and sell the pups, you've got to have a license to do that. But you certainly don't have, have to have a license to procreate and mess up individuals' lives. You know what I'm saying? When we talk about honoring our parents, I want to share with you some thoughts about this whole concept of building our life upon these values. God says back in, in, in the very uh, first part of the Old Testament, these are the values I want you to build your life upon. And that's what we've been talking about. And we've ta- been talking about how, you know, hopefully we can all come to that point where we uh, are encouraged to, or come to that resolution that Joshua did that said, as for me and my house, we're going to follow the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to value what God says to value. We're going to build our lives upon what, you know, what we say, uh, the, or what God says we need to build, the values and God needs, says that we're going to build our, uh, the values in which we need to build upon. Now, some of you may be sitting here this morning, and you're already disconnecting. Because there's three, two, there's three groups of people in here this morning. There's some of you sitting here this morning where when you think about your parents, when you think about honoring your parents, you can say, you know what? I can definitely do that because I had a great family. I had a great set of parents. My childhood, I wouldn't trade for anything. And so for me to honor my parents, hands down, I can do that with great ease. That's great. And I encourage you to do that. There's another set of people in here this morning that says, you know what? If I could, I would get up and walk out right now. Because the last thing my parents ever deserve right now is honor. Because of the way they treated me, the way they neglected me, the way they, they uh, uh, just, just messed up my childhood, they deserve absolutely no honor. And I want to recognize that today, but I don't want you to dismiss what we're talking about because I believe that, that there's some points here that you really need to engage in and to listen. There's another group of people here, another uh, possibly individuals that's sitting here this morning where your family abandoned you. They just abandoned you. And, and, and so I don't want you to check out on this either. I want you to just think about where we're going with this. I want to acknowledge, again, that we may have to have a license to do other things. And one of the most important things that we can have in our lives, and that is to influence, to, have, to bring kids, to bring children into this world. And if we did what the Bible said, to base it on those values, and like we talked about last week with dedicating children and raising them up and impressing upon them God's ways, uh, we, we don't have to have a license to do that. And so I want you to listen. I want you to really engage uh, with me as we talk about this. In Exodus 20, verse 12, it says this, Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land. This week, just to give you a quick little snapshot into my life, this week we, um, we find, my wife and I finalized the adoption of our two girls. And so now we have a family of three. And some of you say, wow, that is crazy. And I agree with you. It, it, it was crazy the way, the way we did it. Last year, a little over a year ago to this date, we didn't have any kids. Last year when I was in Honduras, I was with a pastor and I was sharing with him, you know, that we were unable to have children. And he said, you know what, I'm going to pray for you. And so uh, this past year, we always go back to some of these, these places that we visit because of these relationships that I'm telling you about. And so we go back to this church and we're visiting this church and I go to the pastor and I take out my phone and I hold it up and I show him um, our three kids. And I said, thanks for praying. And then I did this gesture. And he understood what that meant. My wife is pregnant. 
And I said, please stop praying, okay? <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he laughed and he said, I'm not going to stop until you have 11. And so this is, my, this is my, uh, um, my challenge to you guys. Please pray with me that his prayers do not reach heaven, okay? <laughs> At least on this particular one. But... But this really resonates with me, you know, about, about being a parent now. You know, and I texted a couple guys uh, Thursday when we finalized um, our, our, um, the, the, the adoption. And I said, you know, I said, uh, it's, it's done. You know, they're fi- you know, they're finalized. They are rubles. And now we are going to be contributing and making some therapists uh, in the future a lot of money. Okay, keeping that occupation alive. Because it's very, it's that concept of influencing children. And so this morning, again, you may not have children, you may not have a family, you may have already had a family, they may be out, but this, this is for you to hear, that if you're sitting in here this morning, you may not be married yet, these, these are things that we need to understand as a, as, a, as a body of Christ, as a community of believers, these are the things that we need to build up our lives. And second of all, maybe you're sitting here this morning, and you may not have a, ch- a, a, a child to impress uh, as far as like, you know, with, with these values, but, but there, you have an influence. There are, other, there are other people within your lives. There are other children within your lives in which you bear influence. They look to you and they, and they hold you up uh, as, as, uh, as, as someone that bears influence upon their lives. And so I pray that you would just really listen to what we're talking about here this morning as we talk about building our lives on this value of honoring our parents. Now, let me ask the question, why do you think God gave us this commandment? I think one of the reasons why is to illustrate there's no perfect parents. If you're sitting in here this morning and you did a great job parenting, don't think you've arrived. I mean, you're dysfunctional just like the rest of us, okay? We, th- there are no perfect people in this world. There's times where we're going to get it right. There's times where we're going to, to, to do it and we're going to do it right. But there's other times where we're going to mess it up. The Bible says that we've all sinned. And as a result, we're all warped from, from time to time. We are all warped. And there are many parents, as I've already said, there are many parents that are unworthy of honor because they've been abusive, they've been uh, manipulative and neglectful. So what is God calling us to do? If you're sitting in here this morning and you're saying, how in the world can I honor my parents? They were so manipulative in my life. They were so abusive. They were so negative. They had nothing positive to say to me. They withheld security. They withheld love. They withheld some of the things that, that, that was due me. How do I, how, and you're telling me I need to honor them? What I'm saying is this. I believe that God's saying there's no one that's perfect, but I want you to honor the position of parenthood. I believe that there are three sources of authority in our lives, the home, the church, and the government. And each of them have different roles, and they are a basis for helping provide an orderly society. And so God wants us to look at that and honor the position of parenthood regardless of the personality behind it. So realize that there's no perfect ones. In addition to that, respect for authority begins at home. This is where each child learns this. It determines how well we're going to, to do in school and to life in general. And for individuals who grew up saying that nobody's going to tell me what to do, they're in for a rude awakening. Children that have that attitude are in for a rude awakening because life doesn't uh, hand them everything, and they're going to realize that some people, there's going to be a time where you are and have to be told what to do. And so authority, that respect for authority, begins at home within the family life. It also affects all other relationships. It's that major forming factor in your life. Your style of relating is set at home. If you had a dysfunctional, uh, the way it was demonstrated to you is dysfunction, you're going to go through life with this sense of dysfunction of how to relate in society at times until you kind of clue in or other people kind of help you 
understand that maybe the way you're interacting is not correct. And we all have things to learn in that respect. But our style of relating uh, starts at home. And many marriages have been ruined because a spouse has never resolved this relationship with a parent and they continue to take it out on their husband or their wife. Does that make sense? It's, it, it really has a, a lot of bearing upon our life. So, real quick, just for the next few moments, let's talk about how we can honor our parents. Um, as we look at this, it depends, it depends on what stage of life you're in. Some of us are going to be at different stages. Uh, but the first one is this. In, in the first stage is a child. I honor my parents by obeying and respecting them. Paul writes to Timothy in Ephesians or the church in Ephesus, and he says this in chapter 6, verse 1. He says, Children, obey your parents. This is the right thing to do because God has placed them in authority over you. Obey your parents. Obey. Do what they say willfully, pleasantly, and immediately. If you have, the Bible also teaches that as long as we're under our parents' roof, you're to obey them. How many of you had that statement laid on you throughout your childhood that says, as long as you're underneath my roof, you ever had that? You're going to do as I say. I had the one added to me, as long as you're under my roof and your feet are under my table, you're going to do as I say. I'm going to call the shots, right? And my dad wasn't, my mom and dad were not mean with it whatsoever, but there was a sense of understanding that this is my house. You want to, you'll be able to call the shots eventually. You'll be able to do what you want to do. But as you live in our house, you're going to respect and you're going to obey and you're going to respect the, the position of me as being a parent. That was taught to me. Uh, whether I learned that or not is another question. But nevertheless, I was influenced with that. But here's the concept. The Bible teaches that. The Bible teaches that we are supposed to re- obey and respect. And, we, and since we're dependent upon our parents uh, for food, clothing, shelter, and things like that, they have the right to call the shots. Secondly, as a young person, uh, the way we honor our parents is to accept and appreciate them. And the older I get, you ever notice that, um, you know, when you're growing up, you, you, you come to that realization that your parents are the dumbest people on the face of the earth. You're like, these people are idiots. How am I going to survive? And then later on in life, you realize those people were very wise. And I was stupid for not listening to them. And then a little bit later on in life, you start to realize, and, and it's not you're minimizing who they are, but you start seeing some of their chinks in the armor. You start realizing, you know what? Maybe the way my father dealt with conflict, I could deal with it a little bit better. Maybe, you know, not that he was like way off, but maybe the way he dealt with this, or the way my mom would do this, I, I think I could improve upon that. I think I could do a little bit better. And so what we do, we begin to accept their weaknesses. We begin to accept who they are, and, and we begin to appreciate them for, for, you know, for, for in spite of their weaknesses. And, and, and acceptance, appreciating and accepting them, acceptance doesn't mean that we have to pretend that they're perfect or ignore their mistakes but, or necessarily agree with everything, but we, ex- we accept them. Which means this, we listen to a couple things. Listen to what they have to say. Proverbs 2, uh, or 23, 22 says this, Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother. We can disagree without being disagreeable. We can listen to them, we can pay the courtesy of listening to them, and don't tune them out. Secondly, we can accept them by including forgiveness. Guys, home life is one of the, I think, one of the places where hurt is so prevalent. Hurt happens the most. We, we love our families, 
But for some reason, we believe that that gives us this license when we get in the midst of conflict or something like that. We believe that it gives us this license or this freedom, this entitlement to say whatever we're thinking on our mind. And it could be horrendous. It could be horrific. And we could just throw it out there on our spouses. We could throw it out there on our kids. We just verbally vomit sometimes on our family. The people that we love the most, we just kind of throw it out there. Guys, there's a point to where we have to kind of draw back and say, you know what? I can accept them and I can forgive them. If, this, you know, if, you're, if we're in this situation, we can, we can forgive the hurt that was, uh, that was uh, kind of thrown on us. Families must be built on forgiveness because we're going to hurt each other. Proverbs 20, 20 says this, If you curse your parents, your life will end like a lamp that goes out in the dark. Some of us, there may be some of you in here this morning, and, and, and I've seen it numerous times in counseling, bitterness is an incredibly self-destructive tool that the enemy uses. Some of us can carry around something that happened in our childhood for years. Some of us can carry around this bitterness that, that, that happened 30, 40, 50 years ago that one of our parents might have, might have done something and we just became so bitter. And it feels like, it feels like that it happened yesterday. I mean, we, not, and not just with family, but also with friends and other relationships. And it, can be, it is extremely self-destructive and we've got to understand how to, to, to somehow let Go and to forgive and to move on about the wrong that was done to us. Deuteronomy 26.11 says this, Be grateful for the good things that the Lord has given you and your family. God says, uh, I'm not only to accept my parents, but the good and bad, I'm to appreciate them. A couple of ways that we can appreciate our parents, all of us can, is this. Appreciate the effort that they put into parenting. And also appreciate their sacrifice. I've talked to some of you before, and, and you haven't said this, begrudgingly or, or, you know, in a negative way whatsoever. But some of you have said, you know what, as I parented my kids, I had to sacrifice. There were things that I sacrificed. You know, there were things that I wanted to do. There were things that I wanted to buy and purchase. There are things that I wanted to do to the house or I wanted to do here, here, or there. But I, because of my family, I sacrificed. And it's not that you're giving a sob story. You're just simply saying that it took effort in parenting. It took effort and sacrifice at times to raise kids, to say, this is my time in life. This is what it's about, and I'm willing to do that. We can learn to appreciate that. We can learn to look at our parents and say, you know what, I appreciate the effort that you put in in raising me. I appreciate the sacrifice that you had. Somebody said a father is somebody who carries pictures where they once carried money. You know, there's a lot of truth to that. In another situation, there was a guy going in to uh, get his picture taken in the church directory with his family, and he said, uh, what I'd like for you to do is have my sons put their hands in my pocket, and that will give more of a natural representation of what this family looks like. Proverbs, Solomon says this in chapter 23, verses 22, or verse 22, says, when your mother is old, show her your appreciation. How do we honor? One way we can honor is showing that we, you know, accepting and appreciating our parents. Last, as a parent, or as an adult, I honor my parents by affirming them and not abandoning them. You know, we live in a time where being self-centered is really acceptable, almost admirable. You know, to advance our own desires, to advance our own passions, to advance uh, you know, ourselves through different stations in life is very admirable, to the point to where if we abandon like our parents and things like that in old age, it's really not looked down upon or frowned upon whatsoever. I think the Bible teaches something absolutely different uh, than that. And so some of you are sitting here this morning. Some of you are the power of attorney of your parents. You've reached that point in life where now you're
making decisions for your parents. And it's rough at times. It's rough to look and to, to affirm, and it's very emotional at times to say, you know what, I'm not going to abandon my parents. I'm not going to just let them go. I'm not going to just stick them in a convalescent home and forget about them. Now, there's nothing wrong with putting them in, in a convalescent home, but, 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 but there's that concept where you're still connected to them. You, you still affirm them. You haven't abandoned them. You, you still spend time with them. I remember growing up, my, my uh, grandmother on my dad's side uh, came to live with us when I was uh, still in high school. And I remember watching my mom sacrifice. Watching my mom uh, literally sacrifice some of her time and sacrifice some of her life to take care of her mother-in-law. And, and it demonstrated a picture to me that said, you know, we're, we're not going to abandon uh, our family. Later on, my grandmother went to live in a, conv- you know, in a, uh, in a convalescent home. But, 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 but the concept is this. The Bible teaches not you know, to, to, to affirm and not to abandon. Listen to what Solomon says in Proverbs 3.27. He says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. That's a pretty strong statement. Listen to this. Listen to what Paul writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy 5.8. He says this, anyone who, does, who won't care for his own relatives when they need help, especially his own family, has no right to say that he is a Christian. That's pretty powerful. If we would say that in our society today, that would be called judgmental, wouldn't it? Paul writes it in, these, in, the, in, our, in the Word of God saying that, you know what, if you are willing to abandon your family, you have no right to even call yourself a Christian. In fact, he would go on that same verse and say this, such a person is worth, worse than the heathen, the unbelievers. Very strong words. He goes on to say in, for, in a few verses before that, he says they should put their religion practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. I find it very interesting, too, that as Jesus was hanging on the cross, dying in pain, one of the last, one of the seven last things he said, he looks down to John, his disciple, and he says this, take care of my mother. Take care of my mother. And so while he's dying for the world, providing salvation for mankind, he doesn't forget to provide for the care of his aged mother. Now, in closing, let me share this with you. Parents, if you want to be honored, be honorable. The Word of God teaches this too. If you want to be honored, be honorable. Don't keep, as the Bible says, don't keep on scolding and nagging your children, making them angry and resentful. Rather, bring them up with loving discipline. You know, the key is this, guys. And this is where we get off track. This is where we get off track. As a, and I'm talking to Christian parents. As a Christian parent... Every single one of us has the same exact number one goal. The same exact number one priority. As a Christian parent, our goal is to help raise, to be consumed in raising, to ensure the fact that our kids are going to come to know Christ when they are old enough to understand. That is our number one goal. The Bible teaches us that. That is our number one goal, is to teach our kids, to continue to impress upon our kids that value, or the values that the Word of God teaches us. That's our number one goal. By the way, guys, if this is not your number one goal, don't even think that your kids are going to make this number one. And see, what happens is, I believe back in Deuteronomy 6, where Moses is saying, I want you to impress these upon your children so that they will... 
impress upon their children, and so on and so on and so on, what happens is we get weak links in that chain where some of us say, well, you know what, I, you know, this, is, these are, these, this is negotiable. These are negotiable at times. It's negotiable because in my journey here, I'm engaging in this situation over here, and to handle it biblically, to handle it the way I should handle it, it's going to, it's going to require me to either come out of my comfort zone or it's going to require some pain on my part some emotional pain, and I really don't want to deal with that. So I'm really not going to take the high road. I'm going to take the lower road in this particular situation. And so what happens is we continue to weaken and we negotiate what the Word of God says for our lives, and we become the weak link. But yet we will expect our kids or we expect others around us to, for that not to happen. It's, it's a joke. It's not going to happen that way. We know it. You know it deep down. If you don't take the Word of God serious, your kids aren't going to take the Word of God serious. Impress these things upon your children. Our number one goal, ensuring the fact that your kid will come to know Christ. That is not, you can't take the responsibility of your kid knowing Christ, but you are there to influence your child so that at that point in their life where they begin to realize who Jesus Christ is, hopefully what they will say is this, you know what, why would I follow any other person? I'm going to follow Christ. I'm going to surrender my life to Christ and humble my heart and life to Him. And so that's our number one goal. But if you want to be honored, be honorable. And guys, let me just share this before I move to the next point. You and I both have been in relationships with other individuals where if we could just speak the truth, we could look to that person and say, there is nothing that would please you. You are an unpleasable person. I've been in relationships like that. I know people like that. You know people like that. Guys, if you're one of those individuals, it's going to be hard, very hard, for your kids to honor you. Be honorable. Be worthy to be honored. This last thing I want to share with you is this. As we talked about these three groups of people in here, some of you in here this morning, again, uh, you've got parents, you're like hands down, greatest parents ever. they they brought me up, uh, uh, they understood what it meant to impress these things upon me. Uh, I had an incredible uh, childhood. Some of you, um, again, had, had some that were, that, that were not that good, neglectful. But then there's that other side uh, where you were abandoned. Your parents just abandoned you. Let me, let, me, let me share some encouragement with you guys. God says that he resumes the responsibility for abandoned children. In the Psalms, uh, the psalmist says this, My father and mother may abandon me, but the Lord will take care of me. Regardless of your circumstance, your heavenly Father is perfect. He has unconditional love for you. He will never leave you. And His desire is, is that He will never forsake you. And His desire is that you will be a part of His family. And guys, back to the whole counseling thing, I can't tell you how many times, it's usually with women and some children, but I can't tell you how many times that I've been in counseling situations where the man, instead of, instead of being the spiritual leader of his house that God has designed him and purposed him to be, to, to, to impress these things upon his family, shirked that responsibility and, and did not provide for his family the way he should have provided for his family. And by experiencing that type of relationship with their father, they take that and they superimpose it on the God and say, how can God be a heavenly loving father when I experience this from the men in my life? And it's real stuff. It is absolutely real stuff. Guys, if you're in that situation, I just want to encourage you to say, God 
is not like that. God is not like that. God is, 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 is perfect. He is unconditional in His love. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to let you down. He's not going to drop the ball. God loves you. Don't take a bad relationship. And I, it's so easy to say. But don't take a bad relationship and superimpose it onto God. Because God is not like that. And the Scripture teaches that He will not abandon us and He will not forsake us and that He will take care of us. The Bible also says that our church is our family. And so I hope and pray that um, as we take a look at our church, we understand that, it, that it's going to last longer than our physical families. Uh, and in the scope of eternity, it's far more important. But, but I hope and pray that we can all find security and stability, love, care and relationships, and things like that in the body of Christ and the local family of God here at Element Church. And so I pray that we all will take on these responsibilities and these, pri- these privileges uh, as, we, as we walk uh, our walk on this, in this journey to, to be the people that God has called us to be. I pray, you know, again, as always, that, that um, as we go through this series, that you will come to the, and may you, you may have already have, and I just want to encourage you, but, but uh, coming to that, that resolve as Joshua did that says, you know what, I'm serious about these values. I'm serious about building my life upon these. And, and regardless of how hard it may be at times, regardless of, of how difficult it may, and uncomfortable it may be, I am going to impress these upon my family. And, I, and, and again, maybe we don't have a family, but I'm going to live my life on these values so that the people around me that I influence will see that I am serious about following, about following God and be that person that God can use to, to uh, model His values to. So I pray that you will just open your hearts and your, uh, your, your minds and your hearts to God and the Holy Spirit as He uh, uh, encourages as well as uh, confronts and convicts.